This episode of the Blackstick Global Podcast is sponsored by Blackstick Global Passport. Join aspiring Black expats, expats, and repats, where you can build community, get resources, and gain support along your journey abroad. You're invited to join Blackstick Global Passport. Inside Passport, you'll find exclusive workshops on everything from expat taxes, financial planning, insurance, job boards, accountability check-ins, and more more. You can even take Passport on the go with our app available for iOS and Android devices. Just click the link in the episode you're listening to or visit blacksitglobal.com and click on Passport. See you inside. I wanted to travel the world. That was just, it was just that simple. Close your eyes and imagine living a life you love, unapologetic and unbothered, free from daily microaggressions from Karens and Kens, Free from the fear of police brutality and systemic racism. Wouldn't that feel amazing? Now open your eyes. What if I told you that it's possible? Hear inspiring stories and get the actual blueprints from brothers and sisters of the diaspora who are living out their wildest dreams abroad. You've heard the term, now be inspired by the movement. I'm Krishan Wright, and this is Blacksit Global. I'm excited to welcome to the Blacksit Global Podcast, spiritual healer and energy guru, Pernell Bobby, who's joining us today from Medellin, Colombia. Welcome to Blacksit Global, Pernell. What's going on? So I've been excited to speak with you. I follow you on Instagram. You are just pure energy and joy and just a vibe. So before we get into your spiritual journey and evolution, I wanted to start at the beginning. I know you hail from Connecticut, so mm-hmm. wanted to talk a little bit about that time period in your life. Sure. I went to college almost like every parent wants their kid to go and or to do, I should say. To be honest, it wasn't really my thing. It took me maybe until about junior year. Until I was finally like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I know it made my mom proud. But it wasn't until about that junior year that I actually started to be happy about the fact that I was where I was in the major that I was in, which was exercise science. Eventually, I did have such a love for it that, that exercise science was one of the largest foundations to where I am now. And it was just about studying the body, studying the mind, the physiological adaptations that we go through when it comes to stress that can be stress from food that can be stress from exercise especially obviously or physical performance it just continued on and when you talk exercise you have to speak behavior because exercise is a behavior that's eventually how i got to the point i'm in now because everything they trained me how to do other than the effects of the chronic diseases that we face osteoporosis hypertension diabetes These are the things that I studied. But beyond that, again, it's all shifted by behavior changes. That was kind of really some of the beginnings other than, I guess, when I was a child. (laughs) And uh, I I got into that space really by accident. Uh, I just kind of just ran out of options. That's really what happened. I could look at it as, okay, I ran out of options. Or I can look at it as it was just fated for me to kind of be in this particular path. What got me out 
was sometime after college, I ended up getting a job, ended up working for a company where I was super duper fortunate. After my first couple internships, I was super duper fortunate. Other than that, it went on to this company. And I was working for this company and it was great because it was a startup company. And there was only one guy ahead of me and he was kind of set to burn out. And that's exactly what happened. Once he did that and he burned out, uh, it was just me and the owner. And it was just like, wow, like, am I really this lucky? Like, you know, <laughs> I got the job, quote unquote, that people would hope for. Right. Ended up working my way to a salary, starting from just a, a, a basic hourly pay part time, worked to the salary, ended up owning a location. And we ended up opening two, three more locations while I was there. Eventually, 2016, during this time frame, and it was August 31st, very hard to forget because it was my sister's birthday. And this is what eventually got me to, to go ahead and exit the States because on that same day, I witnessed a man die. And, and that was just a, that was just a, that was just a scenario. It wasn't a natural cause. I can, I guess I'll leave it to there for the time being. It was just part of our environment. That just got me to really kick in the gear. And I was like, the guy died between me and my, my roommate at the time. I'm talking arm's length. Oh my and gosh. Exactly. Like, and I didn't even know that he got hit during this particular drive-by. I had no clue until after, maybe, I don't know, 15 minutes later when the, when the hysteria started to kind of calm down and I went back to kind of retrieve my roommate. I just, like, it wasn't until, like, the next day that I really registered, like, oh, my God, that guy was arm's length in between me and my roommate and the one guy arm's length in between us got hit. It just let me know. It, it, it had me realize, like, wow, like, <laughs> That that could have been me. It, it The car was driving. So it's like it's not I just had this notion in my mind that it's like there's no way that this guy's aim was so perfect that he hit exactly the person they wanted to hit within these within these four shots that went off. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of considered myself lucky in that moment. And beyond that, it was this 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 fire in me really just kind of started to wake up and this mantra pull the trigger kind of was born. And for me, it was just turning that that situation into into the positive and it was just like look i want it go get it and and it was that simple and for me one of my goals was always from before i can remember i'm talking infant <laughs> i wanted to travel the world that was just it was just that simple and at the time i didn't really have the motivation the means or the the support behind me that was, or even the friends around me that were thinking about traveling the world. And honestly, for me at that point, I wasn't thinking about it either. But California was another one of my dreams. But four days later, my dad actually, he actually was in town for my sister's birthday. And normally he's, he's in the army, so he's traveling around a lot. He was like, yeah, I'm going to California in about four days. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, you want to come? And that was my first time that far you know the furthest i've been was texas which is where i was born you know <laughs> from there it was like i'm going and i and i booked the ticket four days later and it was that same pull the mentality because it was just like look like whatever money i did have in my bank account it wouldn't really matter would it and i didn't have a lot at that point i really didn't and so yeah i went to california and i'm just there and i was like oh my god like i mean the west coast to the east coast is so different anybody listening to this would know like there's a massive difference in the united states it's actually very, very far. It's further than anybody, I think, can fathom until you really leave the country. And then you start being able to put into perspective how big the U.S. really, really is, which is another reason why I think it's easy to stay trapped in the U.S. But from there, I went to Cali 
And I was just like, I want this. You know, that's all I had. I was like, I want this. And I, I met, I went out for lunch and I met a friend. Actually, it wasn't a friend then, but I, I met a stranger who became a friend. From there, they were telling me all about San Diego, which was the complete opposite of San Francisco where I was. And I was like, wow, like this part, San Francisco seems amazing. And you're making San Diego sound even better. And I was like, I want that. <laughs> and that was like the next thing. And then, you know, it kind of just went from this desire of like, I want this, I want this, I want this. It kind of, it just came to this point where like, I just wanted to be alive. Everything I wanted to do, I wanted to do it with, with life, with vigor, with, with passion, because it was like, well, you know, I could have been gone. And it was just that simple. And it wasn't the first time that I could have been gone. It was just the last straw for me. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like, this is it. Like, I mean, there's too many different moments that can end in these these phenomenons because when you think about it it's like it's a phenomenon it's like i it wasn't until i left the states and until i left the u.s that i started realizing that like you know so many near-death experiences are not normal for your average kid and i really felt like it was normal and that was a problem that is a problem it's because we look at the mortality rate for young black men in this country that longevity is not as long as our other counterparts when you put that all in perspective and you had it front and center in that incident you know it's completely understandable how that served as the impetus for you in your journey so when you made that decision to leave the states where did you decide to go for your first journey what got me the lick on the international experience was Living in San Diego, I did about it took me about a year from that shooting to actually get to San Diego. And it took a whole bunch of hardships that everybody will face in any given year. 2020 is a prime example. I was close to the Mexican border living in San Diego. You know, it took only 15 minutes to get there from my home. Really the kickoff. That was the kickoff to the international experience because it's like, wow, like you know, I can literally walk across an international border. And I had some friends that came with me. And it was just such a phenomenon for me just to see living in San Diego. I mean, quite frankly, I was living on a coast where it's like all you see is money. All you see are fancy cars and big homes. And, you know, you see the life that you think that you would see on the TV and to cross Mexico. And then 15 minutes later, it's like, whoa, the buildings are shattered. The roads are destroyed. And it was like you went into a third world country, but in 15 minutes away. And it it blew my mind. But the feeling was everything for me. I was actually in the middle of like just a little gathering and everybody's, you know, socializing. And I just actually pulled my journal out. I literally pulled my journal out and I started journaling. Just I could I just couldn't forget that feeling. It was the first time, even though it was 15 minutes from San Diego, it was just the first time I crossed and the whole culture. You can tell people literally speaking Spanish. Right. You know, the prices literally dropped drastically. And that was that first first experience. And once I got that lick, I actually went back again one more time. It just let me know, like, this is going to happen. But again, those are just a couple hours of a trip that, though, it gave me this inspiration where Thailand was the first real move. And that was a drastic one. And that was me taking uh, two weeks. I took I just booked a ticket. I didn't I was working at a bar at the time in San Diego and I had clients and I, the client part was easy. I was training people on the beach and doing some life coaching online. That part was easy because it's like I can keep doing that right anywhere I go. That's why I set it up that way. The bartending, I didn't even care. I was like, look, this is a great job, but I'm buying this ticket first. 
and we're going to ask it when I get to work on the next shift because I found a ticket for $400. So $400. Wow. Yo. And this is the best part, right? Like all my tickets are like this. You know, I think people. <laughs> no, re- no, no, like, no, like really, like all my tickets are like this. I'm buying tickets and I'm traveling to different countries sometimes for $15. You know, I'm traveling to different countries for $50. Wow. You know, that's incredible. It is incredible. I'm in Colombia right now and I can pay $30 and I can get to the coast. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not actually at the coast. I can buy a plane ticket right now for $30 and I can fly to the coast in 45 minutes to an hour. And that's insane. Because if you're buying a ticket from anywhere in the U.S., you're automatically paying like a bare minimum of 100 to 200, even if it's next door, $200 minimum, even if you went from Connecticut to New York. Exactly. And that's you drive and, and you go over the bridge is like $15. So, <laughs> I mean, you can easily spend $30 and not go very far in the U.S., uh, so just to hear what you can do in Colombia is, you know, for the comparison, it's just amazing. No, it really is. This weekend I'm going to go. I'm taking a vacation. I need a vacation. <laughs> this weekend I'm going to go to uh, it's about two hours away, a place called San Rafael. I'm going to buy me some camping gear. And when I say buy me some camping gear, I'm talking like you can pay $100. You can get yourself a tent, a sleeping bag, which is insane. Like, I mean, to literally just go survive in the woods. I'm going to go take that three, four days in a place two hours away. I mean, the ticket is to get there and back to my city. Three, No, it was about three and a half hours away to get to this place called San Rafael slash Guatape. Mm-hmm. And back is only going to cost me $15 to get there and back. Wow. So it's like, yeah, it's insane. I don't, I, I don't understand. You know, anybody, again, listening is like, <laughs> if you're stressing out and you just wish you can, you can live a life where, you know, you do what you really want to do. And you're not worried about the finances to do it. Leave the leave the country. <laughs> Absolutely. Leave, leave so, the U.S. Yeah, because, you know, there's so much opportunity and a lot of people get stuck on thinking that they need to have the same amount of money that they need in order to live in the U.S. But, you know, you illustrated so well how you don't <laughs> like there are things that you can do to make money. There are, you know, whether it's bartending, you know, out of the box things that you've come up with, but it's enabled you to have a richer lifestyle in a lot of ways because it's not necessarily related to dollars and cents. It's about improved quality of life. Exactly. Exactly. That's what so it is. along that line of quality of life. I, I want to segue into your work as a spiritual healer. Tell me a bit about that, because I know you started it off with talking about, you know, your education in college and about the physiology of the body, the body and mind connection and why that's important. It sounds like that laid the foundation for your evolution as a spiritual healer. Can you talk a little bit about that? It did lay the foundation. The primary reason why is if we're talking spiritual, we need to also understand anything physical is created from the spiritual space first. And then it moves into our mind and then our mind perceives something that creates a physical object. That's that's literally the way it goes. Like you, you have a spirit and you create even money. 
prime example, okay? Because people are always concerned about money. Even money, money is created from a spiritual place. It's created from a, a spiritual knowing and security within yourself. And when I say spiritual, I do mean self. That's the simplest way. You know, I think sometimes people, they hear spiritual and they kind of run away like, ah, you know, what's, doing magic or, you know, witchcraft or whatever. I don't, I don't know what people think all the time. But at the end of the day, spirituality, in my personal definition, it just means self. Literally, just knowing yourself. Obviously, you can extend that and, you know, there's more to spirituality as a whole, but just the simplest way to put it. And so what is the the number one thing that I at this point in time do for people? I help them remove the physical ailments, the physical barriers that they think exist by rewiring some of those mental patterns. And then that allows them to access that abundance that they they so seek. So it's almost just I just reverse the order. That's it. Spirituality and a lot of people, it's it's only blocked because they have so many physical ailments. And quite frankly, that was where some of the foundation has come. When I learned in some of my pharmacology classes back in college, how we're legally allowed to lie to people through marketing and advertisement. Legally, mm-hmm. we can legally say this is an excellent source of protein. And it's like, well, what's an excellent source of protein? Well, it's not even always a lie. But the definition of an excellent source of protein is actually only meaning that there's up to 15 percent of that excellent source of protein in this particular product up to not necessarily 15 percent. But it's like 15 percent is nothing when you're talking about nutrition. (laughs) It's nothing. You say they say you see this on the bottle all the time. A good source of protein. Well, that's only five to 10 percent of the protein being a good source. That leaves 90 percent of that protein source being a fake product. This is the problem. What I love about my journey and time abroad is that I eat way better (laughs) when I'm not in the U.S. I'm more physically active. My food source is richer. I don't need as many meals. I can eat far less and be sustained and satiated because of the quality of the food. And it doesn't surprise me that over the course of several decades, when you look at the physicality of people that live in the U.S., their sedentary lifestyle, uh, mostly in an office environment where they go from meeting room to meeting room or sit at a desk in a cubicle all day, of course, pre-COVID, active. So all of these things It's a compound effect. And you're right. Then that manifests into and exacerbates more physical conditions. With that, let's take it in a different direction, because I think there's something that you said really is spot on because it's all about the definition. So when you think about physical abilities and limitations that people have in their spiritual mind blocks, I would argue that it also comes through with the mindset and being able to see a way and a path forward to moving abroad. Their physical limitation isn't so much about their body as much as it is their physical environment. Have you found that to be true with some of the people that you've worked with? I mean, it's a major contributor. It's a major contributor. It might even be the first barrier. But at this point, it's no longer an excuse because we live in a digital age. And the reality is, is people listening to your podcast right now, they've seen plenty of live examples of 
black entrepreneurs doing their thing. Not only that, but they they see <laughs> black people, and I don't want I don't want to leave it just at black people. Just just in general, anyone looking to leave the U.S., they see people are doing it. Before, if I decided to go live in Colombia, take a bus, travel to San Rafael. Pay $15 to get on the plane. You would never know any of this. You would never see any of this. So you didn't know what's possible. And it comes to the classic Roger Bannister story, breaking the four-minute mile. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now I do believe strongly that many environments in the U.S. are set up like a golden cage. And this this does go across all races. It's a golden cage. And what do I mean by a golden cage? I learned this when I was in Thailand. And it's not until you leave the cage that it's not locked. This is the thing, right? Like this go to cage is not locked. You have the key. The door is actually open, but you don't think you need to leave because it's like I live in the best place in the world. Everybody wants to come to the U.S. With where you are now, do you see yourself Mm -hmm. staying in Medellin or do you see yourself traveling and spending time somewhere else on your journey? I'm building. I'm building right now. As a part of that, I'm staying in Medellin. I just got my visa extended the only other thing that i'm really really interested in doing is going back to africa and Mm -hmm. i've never i've only been to the north i've only been to morocco and though it counts it's morocco and there's more of a spanish influence and a french influence in morocco than there is an african influence when i say this i'm 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 thinking the kenya the zimbabwe i do want to go to south africa i'm not like it's not like top of my list but I'm, i'm really looking to bring it back to africa i've never been deeper than Morocco, which is only at the top north, what is that? Northwest, northwest corner of of Africa. But that's my next trip. And for me, like, I'm not about I'm not about hopping around too much. Quite frankly, I go to a place. If I like it, I stay. If I don't like it, then yeah, I'll, I'll go. You know, I'll go. But generally, my intuition doesn't really lead me wrong, and I end up in the places that I really want to be in, the places that feed my soul, and the places that just helps me grow as a person. And somewhere I feel comfortable, somewhere I feel safe. And these are for me some of the requirements when I do go somewhere. So it's, for me, it's not about being a tourist. I don't really do tourist things, mm-hmm. but um, that's where I'm at. With that, when you think about, you know, your journey, whether it be to Mexico or to the continent of Africa, do you see your spiritual healing practice being a part of how you sustain yourself financially there? Or are you in this period and season of evolution? For me, it's never going to end because it's just who I am. You know, like this isn't something that I do to make a dollar. This is something that I love. And it, it took me a long time. It took a lot of quote unquote. I won't even say I can't even say wrong turns. It just took it took a whole bunch of turns. Because they're not mm-hmm. wrong, they went right, right? It took a whole bunch of turns. But at this point now, for me, the NATO readings, I'm not sure you're familiar, uh, I created like these, this, this way to create a spiritual blueprint for people. It's been what has brought me the most joy. I mean, when you can teach a person where they should just kind of stray away from, because like, look, like this is just not your personality. Like, and this is why you're facing so much force all the time. That's awesome when you can teach somebody to make money by just, relieving stress mm-hmm. or i don't want to say find love but to create the love within themselves you know these things are amazing when you can help somebody create that love within themselves and that helps them attract the love that they've been searching for prior you know here are the things that's gonna they're gonna hurt that process for you 
And this is where the NATO readings coming in and, you know, what is your style of communication and your intellectual processing like? All of these things are just certain subcategories that people come to me for these NATO readings and I'm able to help guide them through just so people, the listeners know what it is. At the end of the day, it's just me studying the stars. And for me, this is why I'm so excited as a scientist, like as a scientist, is my background in college, right? So it's like when I can find things that I can ground in, something tangible, because again, you know, spirituality is is everything at the same time not tangible, but we live in a tangible world. We live in a 3D world. And so when people can't see something, you know, you do always get that crowd that just doesn't believe. This is why I really love the NATO readings, because it's like, you know what? Jupiter is where it is. And when you were born, and if I took a snapshot of the time you were born, and Jupiter was in a certain zodiac and it was in a certain house, it's going to have a certain influence on you. That does not mean that you don't have your own free will, but it does show how the cycles in your life repeats. And everybody does recognize and knows about the cycles repeating in their life. Or a lot of times they're completely unaware. And sometimes mm-hmm. when they are aware, they still don't do anything different and they just keep spinning in a circle anyways. This – it just helps people make more sense of things because – once I learned that life works in cycles, you know, and it's like you could miss a cycle. <laughs> this is the reality. Like you can repeat that cycle if you missed it. If you miss, you know, windows of opportunities I had to learn, they do close and they don't stay open or closed when you want them open or when you want them closed. They move on their own pace. And it's almost like, you know, this is one of the reasons why I really love NATO readings and, and just being able to study the stars because it's like the sun is the sun. You can see it rise. You can see it fall. The moon is the moon. It has impacts on our emotions. And when you start recognizing what zodiac sign lies in that, you can start anticipating, okay, look, I sh- just should not buy this home right now. Because quite frankly, you know, my coach is telling me about the, let's just say, for an example, my coach is telling me about the planetary alignment. He's like, look, like I'm in an extremely emotional space right now. If I was to wait two more weeks, I can make this decision with a clear mind not being influenced by something that's greater than me. I mean, I'm not stronger than the moon. This is the truth. You know, mm-hmm. like no matter how we want to slice and dice it, you don't have more power than the moon. You know, you're not stronger than the sun that feeds all of earth and nourishes the planet, including you. So it's like when you just learn how, and when I teach people how to get more in alignment with the cycles that are occurring, it doesn't scare you anymore. You don't start blaming Mercury retrograde. Oh, Mercury retrograde is happening. That's why, you know, me and my ex-girlfriend broke up or Mercury retrograde happened. And this is why this happened. And it's like people want to start blaming these moments. It's like, no, it's like, look, again, Mercury is a planet. And again, it's way bigger than you. And it has much more influence than people are aware about. And this is where I'm able to really, really help with a craft that is so I'm so passionate about. Oh, my goodness. You just gave me chills. <laughs> and that's why I just love being, I mean, virtually in your space, because you are so deep and you explained it so well. And I think the reason why it's so important is because a lot of people are, like you said, not as aware of patterns, right? Just like the evolution, the planetary evolution, the sun, the seasons, right? Our lives also go in those cycles. And so being attuned to that will help you break free of patterns. And that's particularly important when you're thinking about moving abroad, because you have to get your why right. 
Because otherwise, if you're running from something without doing the work and the mindset shift, then you're mm-hmm. just going to be bringing that from one geographic location to another, mm-hmm. thinking that just moving on its own will be your solve. And it's not. Eso, eso. And Espanol, this is exactly what they say. They go, eso. And it's like, that's it. That's it. That, you got it. That's it. And they get super excited. I just had to share that. Yeah, eso. no. <laughs> like I said, I literally have chills right now. So I, I love that. So, As we wrap up, I know that you have a free guide that you have for our listeners. So I'll give you a moment to talk about that and then also where people can find you. So as for finding me, quite frankly, YouTube is my favorite channel. It's where I'm able to practice my creativity and really educate. Okay, I love YouTube better because. I can educate. And I look at education. I look at YouTube as like the new university because people aren't going to just personal opinion. OK, I got to say that. Sit down on the record. People aren't going to university anymore. And if they and if and when they do, they're not as excited as thinking it's the only option. You know, we grew up prior thinking that, you know, university college was the only option, option A. And that's just not reality anymore. You know, the world is moving so, so fast. You're able to learn all the same things, maybe not to the same depth as you would with having a four year education, a four year degree, because you're being forced to sit for four years. But it's like the world's moving fast. And it's like one of the ways that I'm educating people, quite frankly, is through YouTube. And they were to type in my name, Pernell Bobby. Uh, I'm sure they can see that somewhere on this interview. That's that's where I'm asking you to support me. If you're looking to support a black entrepreneur, go ahead, hit that subscribe, because that's one of the ways that I look to monetize. Beyond that, what you're getting in the free guide that I sent you is actually called Movement Reborn. And I did this with another black entrepreneur of mine. His name is Simit. And we I, I did a co-collaboration with him and I created this PDF document and the entire document is clickable. I literally mean you can click everything. It took me weeks to create. And I really put my heart and put my soul into it. It's one of the first projects I did while I was in Thailand. I had the opportunity to just blow some time to just try things that I actually wanted to do. And not just do something that I had to just make money to keep paying my bills, but to just have time and space where I'm not worried about money anymore to do something I was passionate about. Essentially, you know, movement is medicine. I'm an exercise scientist and spiritual healer. Great. All that stuff. When it comes to some of the things that I teach people how to do, if it's not through studying astrology, some of the actual work, the tangible work is to move because it is medicine. All different type of dis-ease. When people are not at ease, this is all it is. You know, we, we, we look at disease as something that, you know, we can't cure. Or I need this medication. And it's a false. You know, Dr. Sebi was one of the first people to really, really prove that. And I really fell behind some of his teachings. And I want to continue that mission of his. And there I gave people an exercise regimen. Again, you can click. You can see the videos. You can see how it's done. You can get the explanation. It's completely free. OK, I've charged people for this. I've made a living off of this. There is magic within the melanin. And people know that when I say it, you might get chills when you hear it. You can go ahead and you can book uh, a natal reading with me. By the time this interview comes out, I'm going to tell you right now, those prices will not be the same. But I'll find a way, whoever's on this uh, podcast of yours, if they mention your name, when you reach out, I'll make sure to give you a discount. Just to go ahead and extend the love. You know, she's doing this service for you guys just because she loves it 
and she's getting you to exit the U.S. And these NATO readings are another thing that's going to get you to exit the U.S. Getting your body moving more frequently is going to get you to exit the U.S. Everything that, quite frankly, I stand for is partially about getting you to exit the U.S. only because it removes the mental blocks that so many black people face in the U.S. Absolutely. And I am so delighted that you created this guide and are making this available to our Blacks at Global community. And I encourage people to download the guide in the show notes and then also to reach out to Purnell because, gosh, I, like I said, <laughs> when I started this conversation, you are a whole vibe and everything that you said, it just illuminated so many things, even in this conversation. Um, so I'm hoping that as people listen to this, that not only do they find inspiration with what you said, but also take action, right? Because that's where the magic happens. So Purnell, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the Black Sick Global podcast. And I look forward to the next phase of your journey. Thank you for listening to the Blacksit Global Podcast. For more information on today's episode, be sure to visit our website at blacksitglobal.com. Has this episode left you feeling inspired to begin your journey, but not quite sure where to start? Download our free guide with the top five questions you need to ask before planning your Blacksit. You can find that under the resources tab of our website. Remember, it's not only possible to live out your dreams unbothered and in full color, it is your birthright. Are you trying to sort out health plans, banking, VPN, and other connectivity for your move abroad? Well, have no fear. We've got you with the Move Abroad Starter Kit. Get yours today at blacksitglobal.com resources. That's blacksitglobal.com resources.